Hi, everybody. Diane Canada here. Welcome to Diane Canada Live. I've got a very special guest I'm going to introduce you to today. My life coach and friend from Italy, Grace Kelly, is going to be joining me on the show. We're going to be talking today about life and faith after sudden loss. So come back and join us. Be right back. Now's the time for faith. I will praise your holy name even when my whole world falls apart. Father, your light shines brighter in the dark. Hey guys, so I'm really excited about today's show. You've heard me talk many, many times about my dear friend, Grace, in Italy. She's been so instrumental in so many of the crossroads in my life. And every time I get an opportunity to share her with you, I welcome it. Today, we're going to be talking about a tough subject, but I think you're going to get a lot of good, uh, good healing from this, from this conversation today. So let me go ahead and introduce you to my good friend, Grace Kelly. Come on in, Grace. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, Diane. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here today to talk about what is a very important subject. (laughs) Yes, thank you so much. Um, You're joining us from Italy today. I think there's about a what six six hour time difference there. And so, yeah, I I appreciate you coming on in, in the late day like this. I, I want to give you the floor for just a minute, Grace. I don't want to tell your story. I'd like for you to have the opportunity to tell it um, and what's kind of laid the foundation for our conversation today, if you will, and then we can dive in. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, sudden loss, Diane, is what we decided upon, but more importantly, how faith can really support us through that. I um, I came home uh, in, on December 5th just passed to find my fiance dead very unexpectedly after he'd been on a bike ride um, one of many that he'd done regularly and um, I was thinking about this last night you know I was sometimes you get a flashback of what actually happened um, and sometimes you don't But last night I got a kind of a flashback of just the events of finding him. And and so I was faced with a sudden loss, a very unexpected loss. And I think that as humans, I don't think, I think all of us humans face some version of sudden loss um, at some point in our lives, which is why I wanted to take the opportunity to explore this conversation with you because whether it's the loss of a loved one suddenly or the loss of a job or the loss of security or the loss of confidence in oneself, um, everybody's going to experience some version of this. And for me, you know, almost eight months on, I was thinking about this recently too, Having a really deep understanding of how the world works has supported me. But having faith and speaking with God and connecting with Francesco's spirit has been even more helpful. Um, There are times when our mind can get so busy 
the only place we can turn to is prayer. And I was always quite spiritual anyway. I always had an interest in the divine. I've always believed in God and a higher power. And this experience has just taken that to a whole new level. So hopefully whatever we share today will, will be helpful and hopeful to those that are listening. Mm-hmm. I want to first share with you again, I know we've talked about this privately, but in this public space, I just want to share how very, very sorry I am for this loss. I know how, I mean, just knowing you for a while now, I know how close and what a beautiful love story you and Francesco had. And, mm-hmm. and I know how deeply and how vibrantly he loved you. And yeah. he, he was such a, a um, it, he just loved life. It just seemed like he had such a zest for life. And, uh, and I do see since his passing from so many things that you've shared that he is absolutely still with you. I believe that with all my heart. And, uh, and I love how you've been able to be so present and in the moment and in touch with your feelings and able to share those so publicly, because I think I've gone through some very, very significant losses in my life too, as you well know, and it it can kind of feel like an emotional war zone when you're in the middle of it. Um, But at the same time for you to have the wherewithal to be so clear about how you're feeling, what you're feeling for those emotions to be so raw and to be able to articulate them in that moment is a real sign (laughs) of maturity and it's a real sign of your faith. Um, I also want to say just based on what you just shared that I used to feel that, you know, well, all I can do is pray. And now I've shifted so much again through my work with you, but I've shifted so much now to where that's the first line of defense rather than the last resort. So I want to share with the people watching that, we should run to our father. We should run to God when we're hurting, um, not try everything else first and then go to him. <laughs> you know, um, he's so he is so capable. But don't you think, Grace, that a lot of times in sudden loss like this, people can get angry with God. They can feel like, you know, they can feel a disconnect from him. Like, how could you take this person from me or how, you know, that anger kind of wells up in people. Um, did you feel any of that? And if you did, how did you overcome that? Yeah, that's a lovely question. I think it's very poignant to many people this, listening as well. Um, I don't think I ever really felt angry at God because I don't think God punishes us. Right. You know, at least yeah. from my perspective I didn't I I have this trust in the divine plan Mm -hmm. and um in my low moments I get annoyed that that the divine plan looks like this for me yes but um it's interesting because I kind of heard my mother-in-law I um you know saying We were too happy. God took him from us because we were just too happy. So this old, this old belief, you know, we're in Italy, there's a very high Catholic, um, you know, religion, et cetera, et cetera. So this old belief that 
you know, don't don't enjoy yourself too much because God will take it away from you. And I had to gently coax her into seeing that that wasn't true, that God mm-hmm. isn't this punishing like entity in the sky that wants to like take away your good. I mean, it's the complete opposite. So um, I haven't made this personal, Diane, between, Mm. you know, about me and God, like God. So I haven't got angry with him. But I have at times had a lot of pity parties, (laughs) understandably. (laughs) I I didn't realise how much I detested pity um <laughs> but i've let myself off the hook um given this sudden loss and sometimes uh like last night i was watching a film where they suddenly discovered someone dead and the woman you know the woman went and hugged the other woman and began to cry and it occurred to me nobody hugged me in that moment oh. what happened where was I because I was alone you know no I, you know I, I was with a friend of course who was supportive but when I thought when I, I got into a little bit of a pity party is what I'm trying and in that pity party last night which is understandable anybody who's lost someone would say Grace you know of course you should be crying about that but mm-hmm. Having the un- this understanding around how the mind works and how the world works and and how our how our feelings are informing us all the time just helped me see you don't have to keep reliving that memory, Grace. Right. Right. So, right. So, God and I are on good terms. <laughs> I love it. Good. And you know, there's only there's only one explanation for how in my opinion, there's only one explanation on how we can have that kind of peace in the middle of the storm and that kind of joy even in the middle of the pain. And you know, I used to hear people talk about joy and it would you know, I would think of this giddy kind of giggly kind of person, you know, personality coming out. I don't think that that's what joy means anymore. I think joy means a quiet confidence inside of us that everything's going to be okay. That's what it means to me now. And that, that explanation, because, you know, as you know, I lost my brother very suddenly. Um, I got a call at at 5am from my parents that I wouldn't wish on anyone um, that my brother had succumbed to PTSD just before Christmas, five years ago. After we we thought there was no chance he would ever do anything like that. He was a special ops Marine. And but that pain and that uh, torture, that mental torture that he was in was something that none of us could ever relate to unless we'd walked in his shoes. You know, but when that call came in, um, I just remember this. It, It felt like somebody literally just punched me in the gut. And I just doubled over in pain and I moaned out loud and and I just I couldn't believe I couldn't believe how bad it hurt. And that I don't know how I got to my family in Atlanta. I don't know how I made that drive. I think I was just on an autopilot. I just needed to get there. But going through, you know, going through sudden loss like that and going through those excruciating moments when we turn to God, he carries us through them, I think. And 
And then he, there's a process to it, but then we reach this place of knowing that everything's going to be okay. Somehow we know when we have that faith, when we know that they're, that they're in his arms, that this world is temporary, that we're all just passing through, <laughs> you know, um, I think we return to that place of, like you say, of well-being, of knowing that there is a bigger divine plan. We are all parts. We all have a part in that. And yes, it's frustrating to get to feel like we don't have control over that plan <laughs> or that we feel like someone uh, that we don't always understand. But mm-hmm. but I do agree with you that that there is a, a bigger purpose. And he knows it. They say that God knows God says he knows the, the end from the beginning mm-hmm. and time is in his hands. And so to us, what seems like forever or what seems like, you know, something we can't endure to him. It's a blink to him. When we go to him, our perspective changes. Yeah. And I'd like to just share with the audience, Diane, you know, that I am, I kind of understood all this intellectually. Right. (laughs) Before this experience of Francesco dying. But when Francesco died, I was overcome with the deepest feeling of love that I had been trying to grasp intellectually Mm. all my life. Wow. I know that was God. Mm -hmm. That was a divine experience. And it didn't just happen the day he died. That love and that feeling of love carried me through for months. Yes. And that experience has changed me from the inside out because I could read every book and I could go to the Bible and I could speak to Jesus and I could do my prayers. But up until that point, I had not actually experienced God. Mm -hmm. Fully. I had a relationship with God, the divine. I had a beautiful connection spiritually. I did a lot of meditation and prayer and all of that. Mm-hmm. This took it to a whole other level. Yeah. And it has changed my way of seeing the world. It has mm-hmm. changed. Can I share with you a little bit about the, the event? Please. Yes. So that morning I had woken up and I had been in my usual habitual comparison thinking, judgmental thinking. I didn't want Francesco to go on his bike. I thought it was too cold. I wondered why he wanted to go out, even though it was cold. But it was his thing. And my thing was that he would go on his bike and I would go off to town and I would prepare the lunch and we were doing this stupid diet as well. So, so dumb now when I look at it all. We were being being so careful about what we put in our bodies and we were, you know, anyway, cut a long story short, I'm on the high street shopping and he drives past me in a car. This is about maybe 20 minutes before he dies and he drives past me in a car and it turns out he's coming back from his bike ride and and he's with a friend in the car and the bike must be in the back or something. I don't know. And I thought it was strange. 
But he shouts at me on the street, you know, hey, beautiful. Mm. And I'm so caught up in my head. Oh, my God, I hope I look okay. Oh, my God, I don't have time to stop and talk right now. You know, I'll see you later. See you at mm. home. Yes, I'll get, the, I'll get the lunch sorted. Rush, 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 rush. And he was his usual, blew me a kiss, no problem, honey, type of thing. And off he went home. I was living rushed and noisy. I was back in my habit, if you like, um, habit of thought of I don't have enough time. I need to make the lunch. We need to eat properly. I, I can't stop right now. When I got back to the house and I find Francesco, all of it dropped away. Mm -hmm. Of course. The noise the judgment, the, the, the word, everything. It is like I came out of my head and into the love. And it wasn't something I did physically, Diane, or made happen. It, I was overcome with this powerful feeling that carried me for months and is still carrying me today, which is why when people say, I don't know how you can show up on social media and write what you write. I don't know how you're doing it, Grace. It's that love that surpasses understanding. Yeah. Not just that peace, right? So I just wanted to share that because I think up until that point, I intellectually understood God and had an intellectual relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And now it's totally different. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it takes, just, just to say, I don't think it takes a terrible tragedy like this, just in case anyone's listening and thinking, well, I, she's different or I can only get there if I have a tragedy. I don't think it takes that in order to experience God and God's love. It just happens sure to be my yeah, I'm sure that's very good news for some people watching. Um, that, thank you for sharing that about the details leading up to the to his passing. And you're so right when you say that we get so caught up in life and so caught up in ourselves that we just we're missing it. It's like so often in life we're just missing it, you know. And at this point, you know going through what I did with my brother and, and I've had many other significant losses in my life as well. What I, what I realize now is it's so important to be present and it's so important to cherish every minute that you have with, with the people that you love and to be, I don't know for nowadays, it seems great that my perspective is on a much more divine world. Like, not not just the world that's to come as believers, but the world that we're in. Like we can be walking right now among the chaos and still have that peace and that love right in the middle of it. And, you know, you and I have talked about this many times about, you know, the, the hurricane, right, can be swirling all around us, but we can be in the eye of that, you know, and we can cooperate with the ebb and flow of life. Um, I would love for you to just speak to that because you've you've taught me so much in this area and I go on to teach other people about it, but I'd love for them to hear it straight from the source, <laughs> straight from where I got it from. 
Well, I think uh, I think a lot of my a lot of my work is just reminding people, like like I've reminded you, Diane, of of what's true, and what's true is that we are all this divine nature, mm-hmm. and we are all wired for well being. Nobody comes to this world and says, "I want to feel worse." Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, nobody gets so down and so low that they say, I want to feel even worse. Everyone's trying to feel better. Yeah. And for some people, the way to feel better can look crazy to us. Yeah. You know, can't, doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. The, way, the way they choose to try and feel better looks insane to us. Or maybe like they don't have any other choice. But I think it's important that we recognize that our divine nature is always uh, geared towards that feeling of well-being. Um, and yes, we can be in the hurricane and know that 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 experience is 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 born of a mind that's going too fast and too crazy, not born of a world that's totally chaotic. Mm-hmm. Yes, the world can be chaotic, but it's the world that we're creating inside mm-hmm. that's dictating what we experience on the outside. And so our own personal hurricanes, like mine that morning that Francesco died, dissolved in an instant. Being overcome by love, being overcome by who we really are at Mm -hmm. our core. Mm -hmm. That's all that happened. That was not a big miracle. That was an everyday occurrence that for whatever reason, our limited human minds have decided just doesn't happen very regularly. Experiencing love just doesn't happen very regularly. I wanna reiterate, I fell out of my hurricane and into love Mm -hmm. because love is all that exists when we're not caught up in our busy mind. Yeah. And there's something really hopeful about that. You know, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have perfect circumstances. You don't have to be all figured out that actually our divine nature is love and is a feeling of well-being. And you can be in that feeling in the midst of sudden loss. Mm-hmm. Who knew that was possible? Yeah, that's so huge. You know, I've incorporated so much of our work into teaching people, you know, in my sphere of influence. And I I share a lot with them that the world can be spinning out of control, but you don't have to be spinning out of control. That doesn't have to be your default, you know, and what you're sharing there is so profound and, and it, but yet it's so simple. And this is, I, I think people can complicate that. Right. Um, but I think, cause I'm sure people are listening and they're saying, how could I possibly feel 
overcome with love when I'm overcome with grief. I'm sure people are, are feeling that. And yes, there's a process to grieve. But what I'm hearing from you is that when we understand that connection to, to God, when we understand that connection to love, when you say God is love and he is, then we can feel that, I call it blankets of comfort. We can feel that, that, um, that warmth and that, that everything's going to be okay in the midst of that terrible tragedy or in the midst of that serious challenge, whatever it is that someone's going through. We don't have to wait until everything, until a certain amount of time passes or we don't have to wait until every, all the circumstances line up in order to tap into that. I think that's what you're, what you're, what you're saying. That's what I'm hearing. But yeah, if you will, just in our last couple of minutes, maybe elaborate on that a little bit more and, and, what do we want to leave people with today? Well, it's a bit of a radical statement, but I just love what you said, you know, that we don't have to, time is not the healer. Right. That's exactly love right. Is. Yes, that's exactly you know, right. We're caught in this illusion that it takes time and it will take this and it will take that. You know, peace is possible right now. Yes. And if, you, and if those people that are listening today, I'm guessing, are already a few steps ahead because they've already got this connection with interest and a connection with God, already got their maybe their prayers going on during the day or the evening. Like, you know, so much of what we're looking for is one thought away so much of it and so I, I I love you know that you're picking up here Diane that it's not it's not about time it's not about going through seven stages of grief I am testament right. to that right God God's love bypasses that now do I fall down low absolutely I yeah. and, and there are some I was in a, a low for quite a while recently and out the other side of it. It's not that that there's no low, but I think I think we have to stop putting these limits on ourselves, what grief should look like. Yeah. What 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 loss what comes with loss is tragedy and sadness. Well, You know, that's what our human mind has decided. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And again, I, I've been really um, surprised and delighted that that's not been my everyday experience for the last eight months. Yeah, I, I've, I've been really amazed and, it, and I've really admired not only that you are there and, and I know you, so I know that it's genuine. What, what you're saying is true. Um, but that you've been able to show up and teach other people, you know, you, you've, you've opened yourself up and you've allowed other people to kind of have a, a window into your process of, of healing right now. And so I think you're helping so many other people see that it's possible, you know, to, to find that, that serenity, but yet you are being honest about the low moment too. And, and something that I'd like to share is that I think it's the distance between, I mean, are we going to fall down into the low moment? Yes. But the distance between that and when we get back, when we bring ourselves back up to that well, that feeling of well-being again, that gets shorter. 
you know, that can be, that can be a very short distance. It doesn't have to mean, like you say, seven stages of grief or seven, you know, years or some sentence that we, you know, impose on ourselves of, of the healing process Two oh, it's going to take me two years to get over this. You know, I think we're always, something I've been sharing a lot lately, Grace, in my speeches is about resiliency. Mm-hmm. And I had an epiphany about this, that I used to think that human beings were resilient. I don't think that anymore. It's not about resiliency because when I looked up the definition of that, it said, the ability to return to our original shape after we've been stretched or pulled or bent or pressed. And I don't think we return to our original shape. I think what instead happens is our ability, our our capacity expands. Mm, So I think it's just a, a subtle shift in how we look at it. So whatever we endure, our capacity for love expands, our capacity for what we can endure, our capacity even for accomplishment it's the same. It, it works in moments of grief like this, but I think it also works in moments of victory and triumph. Something you step out and you, you try to do, regardless of the outcome, you're a different person now than you were before you experienced it. Um, so this is just something that's been rattling around in me for the last several months. And I think it applies here, too, you know, that yeah. that our capacity expands. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your heart today, especially in this moment in time. I think it's so important that we capture this. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know it's going to bless so many women. Um, I love having you on. You have an open invitation to come on as often as you like. Uh, But thank you so much for sharing your heart. And I'm going to give you the last word today before we close. Oh, the last word. (laughs) (laughs) I I think my last word is maybe we'll do part two of this and go go a little deeper with people too. Um, Yeah, it's been lovely. Um, I think it always helps. Um, in sharing if you're someone listening right now who's closing down isolated lonely feeling the depth of loss or facing a family member or friend who's got a diagnosis or perhaps is somebody you're going to lose in the future please please don't be alone reach out reach out connect be in community um yeah that would be my my last word and just know that that peace is possible right now yes thank you grace we'll we'll pray over everyone real quick and um, then we will we will part Uh, but let's just pray I, i pray lord father in heaven i thank you so much for for the fact that you are love lord we we reach for who you are lord not for what you can do for us and who you are is so beautiful. And thank you for the opportunity to express this to people today. Lord, I ask that everyone under the sound of my voice right now would feel the depth of that love, no matter what challenge they're facing, no matter what loss they're facing right now, Lord, that you would show, you would reveal yourself to them, and that you would let them feel you are there and you're carrying them when necessary. Lord, we love you and we praise you. We thank you. And I ask for continued healing over grace. 
and over Francesca's family as you continue to order her steps, Lord, and guide her, that she would continue in that love, she would continue in that peace that surpasses understanding that you're so faithful to give us. We love you, Lord, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Diana. Right. Thank you, love. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. bye, -bye. <laughs>